My name is Eunice Miller, Executive Assistant to Joe Polish, founder of Genius Network. I've worked with Joe since 1995, and I'm also the lead concierge for Genius Network as well. What you're about to hear is an exclusive conversation between world-renowned marketing expert Jay Abraham, who's responsible for over $9 billion in revenue generated for his clients, and Dean Jackson, co-founder of the I Love Marketing podcast with Joe Polish. So please join in on the conversation now and enjoy. Dean Jackson, you are a very accomplished, interesting, and multifaceted individual who uh, wears many interesting hats and are probably more perfectly suited to talk heartfelt and um, openly and uh, meaningfully about about the Genius Network than most anyone. And before we get into it, I think it's worthwhile to just give a little bit of your, your background, and I won't possibly do it justice, but you've been very, very instrumental for a very long time in a very big way in, um, in multiple segments of the real estate industry. You are a mentor influencer to a lot of people. In concert with Joe, you have created one of the most uh, heavily listen to popular, really impressive and content-rich podcasts on iTunes, and there's probably a multitude of other distinctions that I unjustly have not acknowledged, but you're a cool man with a lot of success and accomplishments, and uh, probably the most impressive thing about it, you also radiate humility and a lot of humanity, and because of that, I think this will be very helpful. Our goal in this conversation, interview, is just to help a person who's appropriate grasp from as many vantage points as possible all the unique attributes, benefit, impact, and and uh, value is almost a disservice, uh, transformative uh, implications that you believe Genius Network could represent, may not, but so let's just take a little journey, and, and we were talking prior to this, and you were giving me a little bit of the background, and it's, it's very colorful, and it's very, it makes your, it makes your um, if you know anything about the industry, it makes your, you smile as you're talking about all these people formulating and learning. Oh, yeah. Tell it again, because it's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. You know, we were saying that before uh, Joe and I met, maybe over 20 years ago now and before actual before 25k actually started it was really about masterminding at joe's office he would always have this sense of getting together with super smart people and sharing ideas and sharing what's working and we would have things with uh, we'd have small mastermind groups. We'd have John Carlton and and uh, Joe Sugarman and Eben Pagan and uh, Gary Halbert. We'd have these small groups of people and get together and spend a couple of days just sharing all the all the best stuff. And that really was the the beginning of Joe's really super dedication to what's now become known as genius networking. And he really kind of put that as a, um, as an important focus in his life. And it's really become something that has blossomed now into what 25 K is and what the genius network is, has become now. And you've been not only a participant, but, but a keen observer of the evolution, the metamorphosis, the, you know, the whole process and the whole, uh, entity and the institute really evolve and develop, so it's going to be very interesting. So, from its earliest roots and through the the stages, what was it intended? What is it uh, evolving to? Uh, let's start with that. Just so, if 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 your life depended on it, you had a couple of sentences or paragraphs to explain to somebody uh, in the most compelling and and passionate way, if you're compelled and passionate about it what you think it is. Let's start with what it is and how it got there, and then maybe talk about why it is and why it is special and maybe sure. who, who it is special for. Well, I think what the, the most important thing that 
25K and the Genius Network has done for industry transformers, for people who are at the top of the game and on every level. It provides something that really, when when you get to a, a certain level, and everybody at this, uh, everybody in Genius Network is not sort of uh, not sort of new to marketing, not sort of new to business. These are people that have reached sort of the the pinnacle, top, the highest levels. And what it comes down to, I've had this conversation with Joe. I'd be really interested to hear your perspective on this, but you often hear people, Jay, talk about the uh, what's more valuable, ideas or execution. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, you know, the execution people will say, well, an idea that isn't executed is worthless. So they'll that will be as if that's the trump card for execution being the most important part. And as I really thought about that, I started realizing, well, that's true, and we'll grant that, that an idea that's not executed is worthless, but if you go that level, then you have to also say that there's such a thing as flawless execution. So let's grant that you could flawlessly execute something at the to the perfect level. Now, the only thing that can improve flawless execution is executing a better idea. <laughs> and so <laughs> when when you really think about it, it's that's what the, the trump card is all about. And I've really taken that kind of distinction and looked that people who are, are coming to Genius Network are coming to meet and mastermind with people across all kinds of different industries, across all kinds of different disciplines, um, in the health field, in the medical field, in, uh, I've lost track of how many New York Times bestselling authors there are, how many people are running professional service businesses. You've got people at the highest levels. And what they're doing when they come is they're prepared to share their best ideas and prepared to share their best resources. And when you come down to it, nobody at this level is coming to um, a group like this to learn how to do something. It's not, we're not, you know, it's not sharing um, things on technical things on how to do something. The most valuable questions that at the highest level of networking people are asking is what is going on? What's possible? What are you doing? What are the newest things that are happening out there? And who is doing them? Who can I talk to to get these things done? And so when you really look at it, that's the leverage that that being part of a genius network has is being able to know and be in touch with what's going on through, you know, cutting edge. All the people who are, are part of Genius Network and participate are people who are pioneers in a lot of ways. They've invented things. They've invented strategies. They've um, pioneered new ways of doing things. So you get to hear about what they're doing in, um, you know, before really it becomes mainstream. And then learning who are the resources that are available to do those things. And I think that's really the distinction um, at the highest level of what genius networking is about, rather than just kind of passively networking. And, and, and I'm, I'm um, impacted as you're talking. I'm, I'm quiet, respectfully and reflectively, because I'm liking what you're saying, and I'm, I'm thinking deeply about the conundrum, the you know, the chicken-egg syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that you, you brought something up which is probably under-recognized. Uh, I've been fanatically impacted in my life by the role of superior strategy and evolving that strategy and how most people really don't even realize it, that they're not very strategic at all. They're very, they're very tactical. Even high achievers sometimes can be very tactical. And you've got in this room... Uh, whether they acknowledge it or not, and maybe they're just uh, innate, but some of the most strategically um, gifted people who really, they, they may not 
even know how strategically gifted they are. But my observation is that there's probably more. And people don't realize that you talk about leverage. And my life, as you know, Dean, has been dedicated to trying to uncover, uh, not necessarily in the technological world, I'm pretty bad. Right. But in, in every other performance discipline, where's the highest leverage and where's that leverage? How can you leverage that leverage? Always up, not not with downside. And and strategy is probably the most wonderful leverage. But I was thinking about idea execution, and I was thinking that early in my life I had a um, one of many mentors I've been blessed with that was talking about how a great strategy, even partially executed, will out trump uh, you know a really a really um, well. I'm going to say it differently. A, a, a mediocre strategy will out trump a great tactic because a tactic won't get you anywhere with the right. Strategy. And you've got people that, that that demand that one another grasp what's really key to higher performance. I'm not saying it right, but I'm loving what you're saying. You're just stimulating, unfortunately for the interview, I don't want to be tangential, but you're stimulating a floodgate of of um, of uh, divergent thoughts in my own mind, and I don't want to. I don't want to be be rude, but it's just it's, it's just very fascinating. And now try to contrast for me what you just said before I took the conversation uh, in a in a sideways path. And and let's look at the typical generic you know, masterminding group and whatever you want to call it, get together group. And and I won't name names, but. Right. Uh, refer one another to you know, the typical. Yeah. Thing. No, I know exactly What's what you mean. Well, I think in a you know a networking group, people in a typical networking group, people are coming together and they're coming and they're trying to to get something, to get business, to make contacts, and that's kind of what they think that the uh, purpose of networking is: is to get out there and get your name out there and get your. Um, you know, build your Rolodex, your virtual Rolodex now. But the Genius Network, the difference is that it's really about getting your ideas out there. It's about sharing your ideas. I mean, Joe has created this amazing format of the of 10-minute talks where people where people can just share their their best ideas and and money making ideas i mean ideas that are uh the rule for a a 10 minute talk is that it's an idea that has made at least $250,000 for the the person who's giving the 10 minute talk so in in uh you know every minute is worth $25,000 and let's face it everybody at the highest level they've they're bombarded in their schedule with so many opportunities to go to events or to do other things. So people are looking at it as an ROI, you know, and let the, if you get right down to it, that's really what the um, most valuable thing about being part of a genius network is, is that the express, you know, purpose of it is that you're, the intention is that you're going to at least 10 times your investment in 25K in the first year. And if you're not the kind of person who has the ability to either seek out ideas that are going to be valuable to you or seek out relationships or contacts that are going to be valuable to you to an extent of, of, at least $250,000 over the next 12 months, that that's not the type of person who belongs in a group like that. It's everybody is, everybody's a doer. Everybody has um, the ability to execute. So what really we're looking for are to elegantly kind of leverage what they're, what they're doing. And, you know, if, if you look at it, I coined a phrase, and Joe and I have been talking about this, about a category of what we're calling executable ideas. Okay. That that's, that's really what this is about, is you know, purposely coming together with the uh, intention of, of exchanging those executable ideas, things that you can do that, um, that would fit for you that are, are going to have and an impact in your business. Now, I'm going to interrupt you because I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying 
the, the way you're articulating is quite beautiful in, in its sincerity and also in the word pictures it's describing. But I want you to speak towards something else because the intangible aspect of this uh, and the 10 times in economic terms, I think is is uh, very very clear evident, and I, I've I've been there. I, I I'm a I, I, I'm I'm a a believer. However, I think there's probably a uh, a ten time or a hundred and ten time multiple in what it enriches you in some intangible ways, and I think that you might speak to that because I think a lot of successful or or uh, or, or supremely successful, super successful people are looking for a duality. I think they definitely, they may be conscious or, or, or otherwise, mm-hmm. they want the economic performance enhancement, but I think probably consciously, if, if not certainly latently and subconsciously, they want the other side too. And I think that you richly quench that thirst as well, and I'd like you to speak to it, because you'll be more eloquent than I will. <laughs> well, I think you're absolutely right that it's, you know, the the um, main purpose, if you look at the, the baseline, that we're coming to this with the intention of multiplying the investment in time and money, but also doing it in a fascinating way. I mean, these even if you didn't, um, execute or get uh, deploy any of the ideas. It's just being around fascinating people. I mean, being around people who are really making a difference in the world. I mean, where else are you going to be? You know, in the same room or you know, networking and and in a small group with people like Peter Diamandis, who founded the, the X Prize, and it, it, sitting at the same table might be uh, Dr. Daniel Amen, who you know is pioneering all this uh, brain research, and being in the same room as three or four New York Times bestsellers in, in a one, I'm talking about just the regular um, meetings of being in a room with three or four uh, New York Times best-selling authors from different categories. It's it's profoundly it's electric and eclectic. Mm-hmm. But I think that you know, and I've I've said this a lot, and people said it to me. Traveling obviously broadens the mind, but traveling outside of your discipline and learning from all kinds of different paradigms and and practices and possibilities when you're dealing with you know with truly the preeminent the preemptive the definers and the, and and the, and the and not just the innovators but the ones that that define and redefine everything that's going on it's pretty exciting and you can't help i mean i mean, you even you have to be pretty closed minded to not really grow just inconceivably broad and wide from all this because you're learning about new worldviews, you're learning about about breakthroughs, you're learning about uh, it's, it's, it's expound because I'm just trying to... I'm yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, and it is it is fascinating and that's what's... I think that's kind of the um, the intangible there is that this is a, a, you know, a fascinating group of people regardless of the fact that they're entrepreneurs or that they're business people or that they're, you know, sharing ideas with you. It's just that they're really interesting people. And, you know, I, I find that entrepreneurs are, are usually, um, you know, very interesting people to, to talk to. I mean, you've, I don't, you've just spent your whole life surrounded by entrepreneurs. I'm sure you've met some fascinating people too. It's, it's, I'll tell you what I think. I, I, there's, if you love to be impacted by people who are driven by passion, possibility, and purpose, you couldn't ask for an environment more conducive because it, that's, it's, it's, it's just basically a, tenu- a continuous barrage of that coming at you from all angles in a very stimulating and constr- I mean, I, I just I, yeah. I mean, I just, my life has been dedicated to, to you know being impacted on my end more than I've probably impacted. I I, I get more <laughs> from the people that I've t- 
tried to help. I mean, I learned more from them. And we talked, by the way, and, I, and I'm, I'm jumping on myself, but, but I, I'm very intrigued by the duality, and there's a lot of dualities in this. There's the monetary side, there's the psychic side, there's the, uh, you know, the marketing side, there's the strategy side, there's the ideology side, there's the, uh, we'll call it performance enhancement, not shortcuts, but accelerator side. But then there's this wonderful duality that I think, and you may disagree, that's you're both benefactor, beneficiary. You're, right. Your teacher, your student. It's a very interesting fluidity. I mean, I'm, I don't know how you, you, but just talk towards that. No, you're absolutely right that everybody is... Um, everybody is performing at the highest level. Everybody has a very, very successful um, business, and they're insatiable learners, and they have interesting things to share. And so even, um, you know, I, I love the way you said that. You're both the beneficiary and the benefactor, that your your ideas, even though they may seem like um you know, everybody may know them or you may feel like that, but it's absolutely um, not true. I mean, some your unique perspective and sometimes just the simplest things that somebody says can just spark an idea or it could be the one final catalyzing comment that can put three other unique ideas that you've heard all gelled together now by just being in that kind of environment. And you, no matter whatever you're saying, that may be the, that may be the thing, your unique perspective may be the thing that brings clarity to somebody who's been um, exploring a certain idea or exploring a certain problem or looking for a solution. And here you come, it, it's just, it's magic to see those, uh, the lights coming on for people and to be in a small enough group that you can expand the conversation in, uh, you know, in between. And, and I want to talk towards all that, and I want to introduce a concept that I, I'm going to do a Rorschach with you, an intellectual Rorschach. So I was just thinking that this reminds me of the ultimate, uh, um, I guess for lack of a better word, uh, harnessing of, of the, the force multiplier effect in, in a really interesting dynamic because you're getting so much that you you didn't know you wanted needed and so much that you wanted it needed and you're giving so much that you have discovered you needed and you discover and you, you learn and you're giving it to people that don't know. It's a real interesting multifaceted dynamic. But let's talk about that. We're talking about the, the, the expansiveness, but now let's go the other way. Cause I like dyads, dichotomies and, and, um, and the dualities. It's got an intimacy and a for sort of a, uh, not a fraternalism, but, uh, that's definitely uh, got that. that's very that's that's only possible by the the dynamic of the sizes and the process. You want to speak a little towards that? Yeah, I think there's. I think that's right on track. That there's definitely a fraternal sort of um, feeling to it. Although there's there's lots of of uh, women in the group as well. I say fraternal just in the loose sense. Yeah, the, the camaraderie. But there's definitely a uh, a linking. And, you know, it, it's that speaks really to to Joe's ability to nurture relationships with people. And everybody is sort of um you know, connected through Joe, and it's all sort of a, a familial kind of feeling. You know that we're all part of this same family. And I would say, you know, it's you've heard that phrase about six degrees of separation. Absolutely. And I think that when you're part of a genius network, when you're part of of twenty five k like this, the reality is that that jump starts you up to about. I, I can't imagine that with the people in the group that you're. Uh, mostly one degree of separation from basically anybody you could possibly want to meet, and maybe two degrees, but not much more than that. And that's kind of a uh, that's a, a fascinating thing. It, it, and, I, and again, I want to be uh, I, I want to be the disruptor of 
of the conversation, but not to be rude, disrespectful, but to, to honor and respect you so you'll speak to this. One of the other things that I'm thinking is there's a very interesting, again, another level, a lot of dichotomies here, mm-hmm. but only positive, powerful, and, and, um, and purposeful ones. You're in a group, but there are other groups, and you have access connectivity to everyone, and, and you're six degrees of separation, so it's a very interesting sort of a dynamic, isn't it? It really is. I mean, when you think about just the the levels, the networks that you're tapping into, That's because precise. now you're tapping into the networks of, you know, you've got um, a Dan Sullivan, the the founder of Strategic Coach, who coaches entrepreneurs all over the world with the single intention of, of growing 10 times. That's their kind of, uh, so they're, you know, not just entrepreneurs that are thinking about, um you know, running their business or improving it. There are people who are engaged and fully engaged moving forward and upward. And that trajectory is really um, an exciting thing. It's, it's, it's an, you know, unusual um, group to be in a group where everybody is working from the same uh, mindset, but you've got, you know, through, through Dan, you've got access to that entire network. Then through Peter Diamandis, who's creating what I think is one of the most amazing um, networks of people focused on the future. And how, how exciting is that? That guy is just an incredible forward thinker and being having access to, um, to that network and that kind of information is uh, is just phenomenal. You'll find that a lot of the people within Genius Network are part, uh, you know, they're they're part of these other networks and and pay to be part of these other networks because it's all a big part of of really um, fully expanding to your potential. So, and, and, and I'm I'm uh, squinting my eyes, just reflecting on on the uniqueness of this. This I talk about things that are undefinable and undescribable because they're so unique in what they are and what they do. And I think this is such a unique animal that you really have to experience it almost to fully appreciate it. But let's go now and talk about the, not the profile, but some universal traits, attributes, and um, and uh, elements that would define. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's Peter or Dan or or you know whomever yourself. What would the, if you were talking about just the, the the universal? And I hate the word template, but the 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 not the disciplines, but the just the the dynamic that would just define who these people really are. Universally, what what is the what are the universal elements that that almost exist in every one of them? Well, I think we've hit on a, a few of them, but I'll, let's put them together. I think they're people who are engaged and growing. They're not people who are, you know, building up their business to wind down or to, uh, you know, move into retirement. I mean, these are people who are excited and engaged about their business and they're focused on their bigger future. And I think that that is really a a baseline for people. If you're looking, you know, one of the greatest mind shifts for me um, has come from taking a 25 year view on something now, like looking ahead. And I was just explaining this to somebody the other day, like how, you know, much of a, an advantage over a 25-year period is it going to be to have a front row seat to, um, you know, and be part of a group that are all moving forward or all moving, uh, you know, on the cutting edge of their their industries. It's just, it, it's a phenomenal thing. So I think everybody is completely focused on um, being fully engaged and growing. They're multipliers. They're people who are people who can are are willing to share to really be um, as helpful 
as you can imagine, people are so open and sharing. There's not a sense of protecting um, their ideas. There's not a lot of room in an intimate group for people who are just takers, people who are there to kind of strip mine um, the room for ideas selfishly. There are people who are excited about and want to share and want to talk about, and they want to help people. I think that's really what's um, exciting about that dynamic. And then I think that they have um, an investment mindset. It's an abundance like mindset. That really, that's the thing. It's like they're realizing that, I mean, you know, it. people look at things and, and they may look at joining a group like this as an expense or, um, you know, joining, well, I'm already in this group. So, I'm, you know, that's, I'm investing my money over there. Or I'm, I've got that expense. But the reality is the people at the, at the highest levels of this are, are, paying and participating in multiple groups. So they realize that, you know, there's uh, this tremendous intersection and you're going to run into the same people who are, are part of, of Genius Network, part of 25K, who also pay and attend Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan and who pay and participate in in Peter Diamandis Abundance 360 events or that they're all knowing that this doesn't cost money, it's a multiplier of money. And they're looking at it as a way to, um, you know, invest in multiplying the money that they're, uh, that they're spending to be there. It is, it's it's um, extraordinarily well articulated. So let's, let's do something, and, and I'm loving this. I want to get to who it isn't right for, but I don't want to get there yet. Mm-hmm. Before I do that, I want to I want to do something very um, uh, very important for anybody listening. I want to go through, if you don't mind, uh, sort of a a rat tat tat machine gun ish. Um, uh, I guess we can call them a collage if you want to, or just a uh, a spectrum of some of the more interesting, if you can, if your mind can access them, mm-hmm. ideas or concepts or breakthroughs. Two, three, four that would just show people. Uh, the power that emanates from this, because I think that that what you said is profoundly compelling. But I always love to give people two or three things they they would never have thought about. That right now they go, "Wow, that's so elegant, but so powerful." Wow, mm. that way of shifting my mind I'd never thought about. Wow, and if you say, mm-hmm. "Oh, that's three I just thought about out of probably three hundred and thirty-three," that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like how long do we have? I mean, you, so you look at these, okay, let's just share, here's uh, one example that comes to mind. is Somebody like, like Brendan Burchard, who's part of the group. He's written multiple New York Times bestsellers. He's built, uh, you know, a Facebook and social media following over a million people. He's got the number one uh, podcast in self-improvement. He's got their personal development. He's got a tremendous YouTube channel. And this guy is just so passionate about sharing and um, bringing everybody in the group up with him that he'll lay out his entire strategy, his entire campaign for how he turns a book giveaway into a multi-million dollar um, evergreen income producer for him. And he lays it all out in such an elegant way that you feel like, well, I could do exactly that. He's not holding anything back. He's sharing exactly what's working for him. You get somebody like Neil Strauss, another uh, New York Times bestselling author, just a tremendous guy. He's written um, some of the, the most fascinating, captivating books, sharing his writing strategies or sharing his time management strategies. You've got uh, Dean Graziosi, who has one of the most amazing real estate education businesses, who's built an, an empire around, uh, around books and seminars and uh, infomercials and completely willing to share everything 
um, that he that he does and his insights that he's had throughout doing all of these. I mean, you and I know Jay that you know there's way there's more to just the mechanics of how something is done because what really makes those mechanics come to life is when somebody shares the insight that got them to what it is that the strategy is that they're actually doing. And that is so much um, more valuable than just learning the technical things about, about what to do. I mean, I could, I could go on and on about the, the, uh, the impactful executable ideas that you get from, um, from being part of a genius network like this. Well, I, you know, when, when I attended, I was really impacted by uh, the diversity and the depth, and particularly, and both of those were more interesting to me because they were compressed into such amazingly, um, uh, I use, uh, sinewy, I mean, like, really. Yeah, they No nonsense, non-theoretical, right to the point, pow, pow, you know, heavy, heavy hitting uh, 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 commentary that every word was really impactful, and and you had um, you had uh, insights into the whole psyche of uh, of of uh, an ADD personality and how to mm-hmm. harness good and how to and how to uh, you know how to really appreciate the other side. You had uh, you talked about uh, Peter. He was taking you on this wonderful voyage to the future and showing you you know showing you not just what's Probably, but all the things happening behind the scenes and the implications, the opportunities. Then you went and you had, you had, uh, and I was there, and I think Michael Fishman was who I, I adore, and I think he's mm-hmm. got one of the most amazing. Um, his mind is a repository of so much incredible strategic understanding of the investment market, the health market, the the, the human behavior of, uh, of of almost any market, and 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 they just so. It's 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 uh, my analogy is Vesuvius exploding, and this 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 font of of ideology. But also, you're right. I mean, they they give you the context behind it. They give you the nuances. They give you. The, I guess I, I would say the drivers that you're exactly mm-hmm. right that no one else would ever understand. And so most people try to model something superficially, and duh. It very rarely works, or if it works, it works a fraction of a fraction of the right. fact it could. But when you understand context, the basis, the nuances, the psychology, the motivation of the the company, but then they take you and give you the insight into into the the, the, the mirror opposite their their marketplace, the the consumer. Wow, it's I mean to me, I can't even describe. The, you know the 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 integrative yeah. sort of it, it's just it's like putting the whole picture together. It's like having the teacher's edition of the algebra book, you know, okay, yeah, where, <laughs> so, where they so, share you the answer, but show you how the, how they got to the answer too. Well, I mean, and and, and also, and I was meaning to say this, and I apologize in the beginning. I was going to talk about the the interesting aspect. It's not egoless, but there's there's. A really, a, a dramatically, uh, a profoundly uh, unique humility in the room, and you know, probably in their day jobs, they're not quite that humble, and they're probably, right. but but in the context of, and in the, in the, um, in you know, in the course of this gathering or these gatherings, they're just so, uh, they're so just down to earth and open and and humble and externally focused. It's 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 almost wildly unique because we're not used to that. Well, I think that the thing about it is that it may it takes a little while. Once people experience it and get to uh, and get to experience it, that's kind of the the thing that tips them over. Is because most of the people in that room are used to being at the front of the room with all the people there to see them. Rather than being in the room, sitting at the tables, looking up, yeah, and that they accept it wonderfully, and they embrace it. They don't just tolerate it; they embrace it with a and a passion that is 
it's very, very impressive. Yes. I, I think that's it. It's like, uh, you know, there, it's so rare to get to be in a room like that for the people there because to, to seek that out, they're not there. They don't need to know how to do, you know, anything new. That's not what they're looking for is this is like, uh, you know, an opportunity to come and have this, you know, high level smorgasbord of, all these ideas of all the things that that new insights, new perspectives that other people are doing, and then the ability to go deeper and connect with that person to um, to go deeper on the things that actually resonate with them. That's wonderful. So let's go to two other uh, really critical things. One is okay. not mechanics or dynamics, but the, the formatics, I guess. So it's blank times a year, and you do what, what, and what. Let's go through so people know what the real, uh, the real process, the dynamic, mm-hmm. the the whole, you know, the whole. If if you are, uh, if you are are well qualified, if you are appropriate, if mm-hmm. if you like it, it likes you, and, and you and you become a part of it. What is the it going to look like? So there's meetings in Phoenix at Joe's office. And I mean, just even going to Joe's office is like a, you know, the museum of direct marketing history and, and combined with Ripley's believe it or not. And Madame Tussauds, I mean, it's the most, it's the most interesting eclectic collection of, of uh, things to look at and to experience, but being in um, in his office right there in Phoenix, he does meetings most months. Uh, but the idea is that people come to two meetings a year, and there's different meet different um, times to choose from. Come to two meetings at Joe's office a year, and come to the annual event in. Uh, which this year is in um, in California, and at the annual event, everybody comes, and then it's a uh, that's the event that you came to in uh, New York last year, Jay. With uh, just everybody comes and shares the um, the their ten minute talks, and we've had electric. people really, really exactly it, and there's always people like. Um, you know, just coming on and that group have been um, Steve Forbes and Ariana Huffington and Ray Kurzweil and just this long list of people who um, come through there and and you get the opportunity to um, interact with them in a way that you wouldn't have any other way. And it's really neat to watch the people who come because they're fascinated by it too. I mean, they're fascinated by just seeing the electricity and the the level of sharing and the high level of of just conversation that's going on. There's not a lot of like um, um, you know hero worship or, or fanboy type of um, things. There, these are a group of peers sharing and and being comfortable with each other. It's it's and, and that's that's well said. They respect. Uh, each one another, but as contemporaries and, mm-hmm. and, and colleagues, not as oh, your best-selling author. Oh, you know, you you know, you did this billion-dollar deal. It's it's they, they, but they do respect people's minds. They do. Yes. And and there's some mammoth minds that uh, are are amazingly uh, and and uh, laser-like channeled in the in the conversations that go on. It's very very interesting. So let's let, let's because I don't want I don't want to be um, uh, longer than I should, and I know I get on tangents, but but <laughs> let's talk about. Uh, and and I always say that that everyone thinks, oh, you're trying to sell me on you, and I said I don't even. I'm I'm doing this just out of out of uh, really appreciative and and respectful enthusiasm for how unique and powerful I think the dynamic he's created is. So, but and and I think you are too. But my 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 question is not trying to sell somebody on it. But to probably try to sell the wrong person off of it because it's not about being able to write a check. It's not about being able to book a trip to Phoenix or time in 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 at Newport or New York or wherever the gathering mm-hmm. is every year. It's about really 
you know, being being someone who who possesses this duality of ca- capacity to contribute, to receive, to you know, to really, uh, you know, to to be part of what I'll call the jet stream of thinking and and achievements that's represented in that room. You want to talk to who should who should basically, if they're listening to this online, who should probably delete right now? Well, yeah, I think that there's, you know, if it's the, um, you know, it's not a, not a lifeboat. It's not something that your know, people are going to come to and, and uh, write their check for $25,000 and get on the boat and everything's going to be fine. It's not, it's not something that you take your, your last $25,000 on and, and pin all of your hopes on, on being part of this. That's not what this is about. It's, it's a group, you know, of people who are, um, they're already successful. They're not looking for, uh, you know, something to, um, you know, turn them from failure to success or it's, there's no, it's not magic, um, um, magic beans or magic uh, potions or anything like that. It's you, you, I think the part of the uh, requirement for, for being part of the group is that the people are already high performers. They're already in a uh, situation where they've reached a, a level of success that it's getting more and more difficult to be in a room where you're not the smartest person in the room. And, you know, I love, I don't know who said it first, but I think it was Dan Sullivan that said, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I think that... That's a, that's a wonderful statement. I've heard two other members in, in, in uh, the group utter derivatives of that, and, mm-hmm. and, and you've got to stop and think, you're right. I don't want to be smarter than everyone else. I want to be the one that's going to learn from everybody. Right. That's exactly it. And so I think that that's the thing. If people are... Um, you know, if they're not open or, or having a sense of, um, you know, I, I think humility really runs through in this too, that people come in sort of humbly and, and um, in a lot of ways, it's not a, not a group who are really um, sort of intent on sharing how great they are. Um, you know, I think everybody you'd meet is very um, humble. And they almost kind of downplay a little bit, uh, you know, about the way they talk about their success. But but you'd know that that um, their accomplishments really kind of speak for themselves. And so I think it, it's it's a group where if people are open and um, come into it with a sort of a servant's heart, where they're coming in to to share the best things that, that they know and to um, find the answers that they're looking for as well. I, I think, and I've observed a lot of um, hopefully well-intended endeavors, but, but really intention is the driver of everything. And the mm-hmm. intention, I think, of the, of, the, of the caliber of people that have been drawn to this and have basically... Um, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a cool word, and it's, it's it's sort of like alloy being fused, but I can't think of what it is. But it's pretty pretty powerful. I was just thinking that you know, benevolently and selfishly, it it does not it does not benefit the dynamic of the group to have the wrong people in there, and you got to realize that. And benevolently yeah. and selfishly, uh, you can't go to take and not give because you're you compromise the dynamic of what it's all about. So it's really pretty cool in its self-regulation. I would think it would turn off anybody but the right category of person because as impressive and everything as it is, you really aren't comfortable in that environment unless you can really, uh, like, submit, Dorothy, unless you can really, you know, give into it fully and and um, and just sort of, uh, just. I guess, I'm sorry, I don't have the right word, but I just, I really think it's very cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's, even though Joe's express, you know, intention is that people get a, a 10 times um, return on, on their investment in the first year, I think that the, the real ideal um, candidates are not people that are looking to 
pop in for a year and then, um, you know, sort of get in and, and strip mine and, and get out and get what they, uh, you know, get what they wanted from the group. I think that I, I you kind of look at it as almost, I have this term, Jay, where I talk about oil wells, where you're, you look at that investment as a, uh, an oil well that you're investing $25,000. And if over the course of that year, you kind of pay attention and you look and you keep a tally of the impact of those ideas. If you had anything over $25,000, let's say even if it was a $50,000 idea that you've reached sort of escape velocity on that, that now the, you know, you, you imagine the impact of that 25,000 a year over the next 10 years and what the trajectory of the multiples of, of the investment could be that it's really a self sustaining oil. Well, that, you know, what's your initial investment capital is back. It's self perpetuating, you know, reinvesting and continuing. That's probably one of the most um, visually powerful articulations I've ever heard. I'm I'm very impressed with your communication and your your grasp of of, uh, visual imagery. And and that's from somebody who who adores and and is obsessed with visual imagery. Um, You said something that I want to address because there's an irony in a lot of entrepreneurs. They're driven by, and their their distinction is probably more intangible based than tangible. I mean, it's so much soft and and and, and emotional and passion and, and creative in it, and yet many of them they'll, they'll they'll write a check for a piece of equipment, they'll write a check for uh, a computer, they'll write a check for a CRM system, and they won't understand that 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 the value of a dynamic like this is so. Proportionally, it's just out of proportion. It's so mm-hmm. it's so asymmetric in in its yield versus its time and its cost in all forms, not just monetarily, right? Psychic and also, as I said, I, I, I somebody first time I ever heard somebody say, "You want to expand your world view." I didn't know what they were talking about, <laughs> and then I started thinking, "But you're right. You want to expand your world view. You want to look at life." From so many more facets and 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 um, and distinctions and and slants because that's where growth takes place. Well, Jay, I think anybody who has been a student of yours is fully aware that the ability that you have to come at things from a unique perspective is because of that curiosity that you've had throughout your life of just exposing yourself to so many different um, ways of running businesses or different industries and learning that what works over here could easily be applied over there. People tend to, I think you were the first one I ever heard describe that people get myopic on their own industry and they join sort of industry associations where they're in a room surrounded with a bunch of other people who are at the top of that particular industry and it's very insular and they don't get the exposure to new information that's really the raw material for breakthroughs you know well stated yeah and and, and i would would agree and and thank you for that I, i i think i've been more than one up by a lot i mean i was saying this is this is the most wonderful thing when you live a long career, you you, you start by uh, opening up uh, a window somewhat for people to grasp the power, and then you see all these people uh, expand, expand, innovate, and then just basically decimate it and take it to a bigger level. But I think this concept of traveling outside your industries, traveling outside of your of your paradigm, traveling, but 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 having on board uh, the journey, you know, the most. The, you know, the, the most elite group of co-pilots is a pretty cool life adventure. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think my, my metaphor was as colorful as yours, but, but I think it is. So let's summarize, because I'm sure I, I wish I had perhaps even asked you better questions. Thank God 
you're 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 great at answering even abstract ones and making them concrete. And I I, I thank you for Joe, and I thank you for the listener. Uh, but since I didn't probably ask every appropriate question, and since you have a 20-year appreciation for what this started out as, how it has evolved, the impact that you've seen it transform people, and you've seen people transform others, and you've you've you you you've uh, you know you've seen the, you know the the diversity of of uh, implications and all this. What question, if I knew what I was supposed to ask, <laughs> would I have asked, and what would the answer? Because I always love to do that because I'll give you more latitude than than being hard yeah. in my direction. Well, I think that the the question that really I want to address is the question of is I think we have to to understand that people listening to this or people considering joining Genius Network are convinced that joining and being part of a Genius Network, whether it's the Genius Network with with Joe Bolish or not, is a valuable thing. And I think that if you understand for all the reasons that we talked about, these weren't just sort of self-serving things for, um, for 25K or for Genius Network, that these uh, philosophies, the, the reasons that and the benefits of being part of a Genius Network like this is um, that's the question that people have to be um, convinced of, that joining is something like this right for me. And if it is, then there's really not another group that they could join that would offer all of those things that we were talking about, the exposure to industry leaders in so many different fields and the commitment of everybody to be so giving and so, um, you know, familial, really, that every year it's kind of like part of a, uh, a family and, uh, so if if that's true, if if people believe that being part of a network like that would be valuable, then the only question is really what's holding them back. You know, <laughs> why, why wouldn't they be part of a, this group as opposed to to you know joining a group that's all just other people in their own industry? And, and you, you 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 set me up. It's as if you 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 uh, I'm under the the basket alone, and you just fed me the ball because you said what's holding them back. And I think one of the most fascinating elements of this really unique entity is that high performers don't know that they're still being held back, but they <laughs> sense it and they don't know where, how, and why. And through the dynamic, they get liberated and their sense of much more stratospheric, and I'm not trying to be uh, hyperbolic, but much more stratospheric accomplishment gets liberated. It's a very, very unique dynamic. And is there any last parting uh, things you want to say, except, Jay, you're, <laughs> you're an ADD uh, icon? Oh, you know what? It's, here's a couple of uh, ADD uh, people. I'm ADD, too, and that, that was just so enjoyable to spend this time with you and, uh, and get to talk about one of my favorite things. And, uh, I just, you know, I love Joe, and I know you're really starting to um, get to see just the layers of the impact that he's had on so many different people's lives. He's he's been such a catalyst in my life, and I'm I'm just fortunate to uh, get to spend the amount of time that I do with him, and and to be part of the um, I Love Marketing podcast with him, and to see, you know have a front row seat to his um, his growth over the last 20 years has been phenomenal so no and and, and I'm I'm uh, just extremely and genuinely and and um, and and truly impressed with with what he's doing what he's done and and even more impressed with what I sense he's going to be doing for people in the future thank you very much in his thanks Chad. I, and also thank you for people who I think need to understand this so they can appreciate it. You did a wonderful job. Thank you, Jay. Again, it's Eunice Miller, and I want to sincerely thank you for listening to this interview, and I hope you found it very valuable. 
If what you just heard totally resonates with you and you feel you are a right fit for Genius Network, then I invite you to please visit www.geniusnetworkevents.com and fill out the online application. We'll review your application and make sure it's a right fit for you and for us and you'll receive a personal follow-up call from myself or one of Joe's awesome support team members. That link one more time is www.geniusnetworkevents.com. Thanks for listening and make it a great day.